are possible. Thank you, Father. Daddy, be thou be exalted. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worship. Father, by the power of your word, make all things possible and let your people be blessed. Irrespective of the economy, give your people victory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And he sings out the loudest, Amen. Please be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. One verses one to the end. That's where we're going to start today. That is the topic I'm going to be preaching on in the month of all-round victory. God wants us to win the battles of life. The Bible says always he causes us to win at all time. And because God causes us to win at all time, we must have a reason to be happy and to rejoice. Hallelujah. It causes us to win. We read it all the time. Maybe we should start with 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. God will cause you to win. He will allow you to enjoy victory. Because of Christ, you are going to have all-round victory. I want to say amen with faith. Amen. Victory for you in all your battles in Jesus' name. Amen. We are reading Psalm 1 to the end. That's what we are reading this morning. Because we are thanking God for what God can do. And for what he's going to do for us. Blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the path of the sinner nor sit in the seat of this comfort. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in his season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Somebody say amen. amen. The ungodly are not so. But they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Verse 5. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. The last verse. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The Lord, another verse says, the Lord keep the way of the righteous. That's why I say we should read this to the head. Blessed is the man Blessed is the man that does not sit in the seat of discomfort, but has his delight in the word of the Lord. Anyone that has his delight in the word of the Lord shall prosper in his work. That is victory at all times. All round victory. Winning in the battles of life. Where you sit and what you delight in. The ungodly shall be blown away like chaff. But the Lord keep the way of the righteous. How do you win in all the battles of life? Number one, by wearing your robe of righteousness. You wear the robe of righteousness. Constantly wearing the When you are going to battle, your armor is the robe of righteousness. That is your defense. 
the Bible call it in Ephesians chapter 6, the breastplate of righteousness. It's like a covering. You are conscious that you are righteous in Christ. When the battles of life rages and you are expecting the favor of God, you are expecting God to answer. You say, Lord, I am righteous by faith. And I'm going to show you how to use it. In Numbers chapter 14, verse 7 and 8, Brajidius read it in the workers' prayer meeting this morning. Caleb said, don't be afraid of the people. They are made for us. If the Lord is pleased with us, delight in us, he will give us victory. In other words, if we are going with the consciousness of his delight, we are going with the consciousness of his righteousness, he will give us victory over our battle. Give us victory. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 14 says, In righteousness you will be established and you will be far from oppression. In other words, you will be conscious of divine righteousness, rope of righteousness, and oppression and terror will be far away from you. Thou shalt be established in righteousness. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear. When you are conscious of righteousness, you will be far from terror. For it shall not come to you. Terror and affliction respect righteousness. When you wear it like an emblem as a robe, you are protected. I've discovered that one of the reasons why Job survived his affliction was because Job, even though in the Old Testament, was conscious of his righteousness. All his friends, they were pointing him to his faults. No man can be righteous before God. No man can say that he's holy. Job says, my righteousness I will hold. My integrity I will not give away. All the days of my appointed time I will wait. But my change come. If the devil cannot condemn you, he cannot win any attack against you. That is why we say the first battle place is your mind. If you are condemned, you are finished. In Esther chapter 4, verse 16, Esther said, everybody knows that anyone that goes to the king unauthorized without being invited shall be killed. There is only one escape route if the king saw the person favor. But I will go against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Fast for me. Apart from fasting for him, apart from his determination, the Bible says, Esther wore his royal robe. Esther wore a royal robe. A royal robe is a robe that symbolizes righteousness. She was going like for battle. She was not only fighting for herself, she was also fighting for her people. So she put on that royal robe. Anytime you are conscious of your righteousness status in Christ and you are using it to pray, that will infuse energy and confidence in your prayer. Why? The righteous, they are as bold as a lion. You are not praying an apologetic prayer. Father, I know that I am righteous. And I'm decreeing. I am praying this. I'm praying that. Then battle becomes half soft. Because righteousness exalts a nation. Once you put on the rope of righteousness, you can stand not only to pray for yourself, 
but to intercede for other. Genesis chapter 18, 22 to 32. Father Abraham pray and say, Lord, will you destroy the righteous? The judge of the heart, will it not be right? If you find 50 righteous people in the, in the city, will you not spare it because of righteous people? God says, no. If I find 50 people, I will spare the city. A city, 50. A city, 50. If you are the only righteous person that is conscious of righteousness in your family, the whole family can be saved. He said, please pardon me. I will ask this one. If you find 45 people that are conscious of their righteousness in the city, will you spare them? He said, I will spare. Pardon me. If you find 30, will you spare them? He said, I will spare for the sake of 50. He said, if you find 10, will you spare the city for righteous people's sake? He said, I will spare. If Abraham said, if you find one, maybe the whole city will have been spared. Righteousness is a weapon of war in times of danger. Few people are using it. We know how to shout the blood of Jesus. We know how to speak in tongue. But behind shouting the blood of Jesus and speaking in tongue, there is a heavy condemnation of guilt in our heart that does not allow our prayer to go through. The way of the righteous, the Lord will keep. Romans chapter 4, verse 2 to 3. Father Abraham believed in the Lord and was recorded for him for righteousness. And the Bible says he possessed the land. He was blessed because of righteousness. He was fighting wars here and there. And your reward, Genesis chapter 15, and your sheep. He was fighting war. He was conquering because Father Abraham believed what God has made him. Righteousness by faith. Genesis chapter 20 verse 4. The Lord appeared with a foreign king, unbeliever king, in Genesis chapter 20 verse 4 and said, because you took another man's wife, I'm going to kill you. The man said, sir, God, are you hearing me? God said, I'm hearing you. In the integrity of my heart, I took her. But Abraham said, she is my sister. And he now has the Lord. Lord, will you kill the righteous? He was asking God in his dream. God said, I will not kill you. That's why I have prevented you from sleeping with her. But return her to her, to her husband. And let him bless you. A man that is not safe. Telling God in his dream. God said, you are a dead man. He said, no, I can't die. I can't die because what the man said was that, this, and I paid dowry. God said, I know. Will you kill the righteous? Will you kill the righteous? Without, but Amalek had not come near her, and he said, Lord, without slay also the righteous nation. Will you slay the righteous nation? Say to your neighbor, God cannot kill me. I am a righteous man. God will not kill the righteous. That is why I know I will not die prematurely. My friend, I want to shock you. Nothing happened by chance. If the devil will kill you, he will tell you first. And the way we tell you that, he will condemn you. As God was speaking to me in the night, God said to me, he said, do you know when a young Christian died? You know what they preach? He said, I don't have it be for a righteous. I don't have evil in mind for a righteous. The part of the righteous is like a shining light that shines brighter. Look. Look. This 
Every new day for a righteous man is a plus. It's always getting better and higher. When things were not expensive, when things were very, very cheap, you cannot go to Italy. Because the people are saying the economy is good, but you, your own economy was bad. That's the truth now. But people are complaining now because the path of the righteous like a shining light. You are not feeling the effects. Because even things are getting expensive, you are getting higher. Getting better. So there is no point, no justification for you to die before your time. No justification at all. God does not do evil to the righteous. God loves the righteous. And he will keep the way of the righteous. It does not matter where you go this season. The Lord will protect you. And no evil will befall you. In the mighty name of Jesus. God protects those people that walk under his righteousness, consciousness. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Or you are not under what? You are not under what? You are not under what? You are under what? Under grace, you will enjoy unmerited righteousness of Christ. So, the evil attack of the enemy will not have effect upon you. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that will rise up against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. Their righteousness is from where? Your righteousness is from God. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, my righteousness is from heaven. I can't hear you. Say it. Let your heart hear you. Say, my righteousness. So no arrow form against me shall prosper. Turn to your neighbor. I am not dying yet. God is on my side. He will keep my way. Every blessing in the Bible is tied to righteousness. So when you exempt yourself from righteousness of Christ, you have you have vulnerable to attack. You have exempted yourself to blessing. I can go from Psalm one to the end. Righteous, 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 and that's one of the major, if not the most important thing, that Jesus Christ has come to suffer for us. Because he said in human flesh, nobody can be righteous. So he came to give us his own righteousness so that we can have boldness in the days of judgment. In the day that the enemy wants to attack you and you stand up in that to pray, you will have boldness to pray. Tell the devil, shut up. Shut up. You can't attack me. That's the major assignment of the Lord. This is stronger than your conscience. What I'm preaching is stronger than your conscience. I'm talking about conviction. About what Christ has wrought for you at Calvary. So you don't allow devil with his cunningness to cheat you of your victory. Professor, you will win all the battles of life in Jesus' name. Psalm 5 verse 12. What does he say? The Lord will bless the righteous. And we surround him with favor like a sheep. Job 17, Job chapter 17, verse 9. The righteous gets stronger and stronger. That is the part of the righteous. A righteous man is always getting stronger and stronger every day. Job 17, verse 9. And I want you to see it. 
Job 17 verse 9. Yet the righteous will hold to his way. He who has a clean hand will be stronger and stronger. That's why anybody that thinks that you are going to go down is just lying. Anybody that's watching that you are going to fall is just watching in vain. Anybody that is thinking that, oh, your glory will soon go, is just watching in vain. You are going to go higher and higher. I'm prophesying to somebody stronger and stronger, better and better, from one level of glory to another glory. All your enemies that are watching your downfall, they are watching in vain. Because he that is righteous, we move from strength to strength, get stronger and stronger. You have a reason to laugh in the mighty name of Jesus. It's from glory to glory. Somebody said from glory to glory. See, I'm getting stronger and stronger. He who that is righteous, we get stronger and stronger. It will always be getting better. How are you doing now? Ah, better. Far, far better. That is how God expects us. Because the part of the righteous is always getting better and better. Proverbs 4 verse 18 is like a shining light is getting better, moving higher. Things that you could not afford before, you could not pay for. You pay for it easily in the name of Jesus. Are you saying amen very well? Are you saying amen very well? Years back, I told my sister, I said, she did a search. There is always very, very difficult to get the house. For my sister and I said, I'm getting my house now. You many years back, I can go ahead 10 or 3 years. I'm getting my house. And I have surplus for emergency. Better. What people cry over that they cannot do, you will do it easily in the name of Jesus. Say, be they said, if you are training a child or two or three in the university, you feel the pain. Because your home is better. You are training them with ease and you don't feel the pain. Are you saying amen? Why? The righteous are getting stronger and stronger. That's why you have to come under the canopy of the righteous. It's one of the strategy of winning your warfare. Wearing the rope of righteousness. Proverbs 27 verse 6. Proverbs 29, 14 and 17. Maybe we read to some and we'll go to the next one. We are talking about being conscious all the time of the rope of righteousness. And you are using, you are not coming to church. You know at times... Even when I see the choir sing, you don't sing as somebody that is righteous. You allow the devil to intimidate you. He said, and I saw Joshua the high priest standing before God, and he was clothed with filthy rag, and he wanted to pray. And the angel said, take the filthy rag away from him. Clothe him with righteousness, so that his ministry can be effective. Nobody is effective in life without righteousness, consciousness. That is how we have boldness in life. To rule and to reign. To rule and to reign. Job chapter 17, chapter 27, verse what? Verse 3 to 6. Job 27, verse 3 to 6. 
Job. And you can read Job 29 also, verse 17. All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostril, my lip shall not speak evil, speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. God forbid that as we justify you till I die. He was talking about his enemy. I will not remove my integrity from me. My righteousness, I hold fast. I will not let He said, I will hold on to my integrity. My righteousness, I will hold fast. In this case, the righteousness of Christ, you hold tight. The righteous, they will excel. They will be blessed. They will be protected. Because one of their weapons of victory is righteousness, consciousness righteousness, consciousness under the grace of Jesus. And that righteousness will preserve you in the name of Jesus. Job chapter 29 verse 17. Job 29 verse 17. Look at what Job 29 verse 17 says. Job 29 verse 17. Okay. I, let's read from verse, verse 14. Verse 14 and 17. Look at what this is. I put on the robe I put on righteousness and it clothed me. Let me tell your neighbor, say, I put on righteousness. It clothed me. I know some of you can't say it. You know, I, but it's not difficult. Somebody said, anytime you said, I am righteous, fear enter my heart. Somebody came to me after service. Anytime you say, I am righteous, I am standing by the righteousness of Christ. Say, something will do to me. Be. Even to you. When you give your life to Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It became sin. Who knew no sin? So that you can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you are conscious of it. The devil is conscious of your sin, but you are conscious of your righteousness in Christ. I say, put it on. The more you are aware of your righteousness in Christ the more you want to live holy. He said, everyone that have this hope in him, purify himself, even as he is pure. He's pure already, but he's conscious that he doesn't want to be stained. You don't lose God of your righteousness, because that's what we're going to use to fight and battle. Are you hearing me now? That's what we're going to use to pray. When you are praying for your children in the morning, Father, we thank you for this morning. As my children are going out, thus says the Lord, no evil will happen to the righteous. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21. So as you go, you return back home in peace. You are not scared because you know you are righteous. And because you are righteous, no evil must befall you. God will uphold the integrity of his word. So no evil will befall you. Some of the prayers that we pray, they are prayers of fear. 
You are traveling. You are all the demon, all the blood sucking, all the healer on the road, all the tire. All the... I've told you when I'm traveling, Lord, thank you for this journey. I want to enjoy it. Pleasurable. No mechanical faults. No delay on the way. Let the road be smooth. The step of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. For the Lord delighted in his way. Let this way be smooth. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I enter the faculty. Told you I took a man from Jehovah's Witness uh, Church. And I said, oh, yeah, come and drive me. He said, I said, oh, yeah, close your eyes. Father, thank you for this journey. Peace for the righteous in the name of Jesus. Start the car. He said, so he's turning here. So he's turning here. Yeah, let's go. We started going. We got to Thank you for the journey. Lord, we enjoy peace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Go and sleep. The next morning, are we ready, sir? We are ready. Father, thank you for the journey. No evil shall happen to the righteous. No evil on the way. The journey is safe. In Jesus' name. Amen. Enter. Let us go. We got there. Collected what I want to collect. So we are going back. Father, thank you for the journey. Peace for the righteous. In the name of Jesus. And when we go back to Shubu, we say, Sir, I want to see you. What kind of prayer is that you are praying? I say, the prayer of the righteous. They have much power. When you are not conscious of your righteousness, problem of this. Problem, all those are nonsense prayer. Nonsense. A righteous man is bold. When you are conscious of your righteousness, it becomes a defense in battle. The devil will see you and run away. Because you know, you know who you are. And I know your prayer point will change after today in Jesus' name. Look at it. I put on righteousness as a rope. That is Job chapter verse 14. When you put in as a rope, what happens in verse 17? You go and defend the defenseness and pluck out prey from the hand of the oppressor. You become a weapon of war. Job, go back to Job. Job chapter 20, uh, 29 verse 14. Look at verse 14. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was a rope and a diadem. Verse 17. And I break the jaws of the wicked and pluck the spoil out of his teeth. The wicked cannot afflict you when you first clothe yourself with righteousness. Okay, maybe we should read Psalm 34 verse 15 and verse 19. Let's be fast. I don't. I just want to be. Con- you know, a lot of you are playing with this. You know, if you don't understand what I'm preaching now, you are playing religion. You can never be effective. You just be follow follow to Jesus Christ. Come. You can't pray for yourself. Mm, can't pray for yourself. You can't pray for your business. You are defenseless. You are helpless. Why are you hearing me? Until you have the boldness of a righteous person. Your voice cannot come out in the microphone. Because when you want to raise your voice, they will say, shut down. You are not calling. You are not calling back to say, shut up. Shut up. But when you have the boldness of a righteous man, and you handle the microphone, the whole hall will vibrate. It is the righteousness of Christ. It will permeate everywhere. You are not scared of anything. 
But if you let go of this righteousness consciousness, you have let loose your God. Devil will attack you in every way. Even ordinary dream will take you to mountain. If you have a dream that is contrary, you run at a scatter. See, they are chasing me. They always chase people that are weak. Have you seen the lion before? When a lion wants to hunt animal, it will always go for the one. It will first confuse the camp and now chase the one that is weak. A lion cannot run for long, but he will chase the one that is weak and capture it and kill it. But even when an ordinary animal is strong, can fight lion. Sit down. The righteous is as bold as a lion. Righteous. In prayer, you are bold. In thinking, you are bold. In coming to service, you are bold. You are approaching the holies of holy. And you are bold. Because you have clothed yourself with righteousness. If you get to read that Job 29 verses 1 to the end. You will see the effect of con- righteousness, consciousness in the life of, of Job. He said, the light of God shine upon me. I walk in butter. Rock pour me out water. I rain. People listen to me. Because he was clothed in righteousness. And it's righteousness that attracts people. And every other thing that you want to do. Pray like a righteous man when you get home today. Stop all this. All this hold written down prayer. Away from your dictionary, pray like a righteous man, Father. I approach you as a righteous son in Christ. I want to do this thing for me. You will see a release of God's power into your life. Every father should pray like a righteous person, every mother should pray like a righteous person, every daughter should pray like a righteous person, and you now see how protection will be all around you. That's how to win the battles of life. You don't win the battle of life when you have the consciousness of a sinner. He said, we know that God does not hear the prayer of a sinner. But God hears the prayer of a righteous man. Because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man failed much. He said, produces much power. Psalm 34, verse 15 and 19. Psalm 37, verse 17 and 25. Psalm, what again? 92, verse 12. Psalm 97, verse 11. Psalm 1, verse 4. Which one can we read? Anyone? The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. God keeps the righteous. I've told you that. And his ears are open to their cry. Can you see that? That's why you can't let go of this. If your Christianity has not gone to this level, my friend, you are not in kindergarten. You have not started. If you remove yourself from this, you have removed yourself from the protection. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. And his ears are open to their cry. That is why I just imagine something as I'm coming to the office. I just imagine. I, I imagine that I'm blessed today. And people will approach me to bless me. Because the eyes of the Lord is upon the righteous. His ears are open to their prayer and their cry. Even when you have not mentioned it, God is hearing. His righteous consciousness that produces that. Not because, uh, you know, Pastor Jesus walk very deep with God. You know, at times when we see some men of God achieving results, we classify ourselves that we are not qualified. 
this is what will make you qualify. As far as righteousness is concerned, in Christ, it has no keda. It's one. And do you know at times, even this simple subject of right, people still manipulate it all. We went for a wedding, and somebody was preaching about the wedding garments in Matthew chapter 20. How he invited your worthy to the bridegroom. And at a particular time, he asked somebody, Where is your wedding garment? And he now chased the person out. And he started talking about the law and personal righteousness. Whereas in that particular chapter, the Bible says the man they asked for his wedding clothes was speechless. He couldn't give excuse why he was not wearing. And there was none that had that as should be from home. It was given to them at the entrance. Because he said, go and call the unworthy. None of them that entered that particular chamber was worthy in the first instant. So that means he gave to them. A particular guy decided not to wear his own. And he was thrown out. Even though giving your life to Christ is free. Some people refuse to give their life to Christ. They want to walk in their sin. Righteousness is free through Christ. It's free through Christ. Yet some people say, no, 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 no. I don't want to be righteous. So God said, okay, what can I do? Get out. You are not fit to be here. Righteousness exalts a nation. It is when you wear the robe of righteousness that you are exalted. And I pray you enjoy the righteousness of Christ forever in Jesus' name. Okay, which one can we say again? Verse 17. Verse 17. The righteous cry out to the Lord. The Lord hears and deliver them out of all their trouble. As you pray to the Lord, the Lord will deliver you out of all your trouble. But you know the condition? The righteous. Raise your hands to heaven. I am righteous. Uh, some of you can say it very well. I am righteous. Say, I am holy. I wear the robe of righteousness. When I pray, the Lord hears me and deliver me out of all my trouble. Say one powerful amen. amen. Please, you must be conscious of this. Can we read maybe one more? Psalm 92. Which one is this? Verse 37, verse, verse 17, verse 25. Okay, maybe we just read one more. Psalm 92, verse 12. Psalm 97, verse 11. Psalm 112, verse 4. Anyone that you see, we just read. And maybe we move to another one. Righteousness, consciousness, preserve a man. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow. Say, I will grow. Are you saying that? Say, I'm righteous. So, I will not be stagnant. The righteous will grow. Say, I will grow. I will grow. Some of you are not saying that. Oh. Please, when I finish this ministration, you get the tip. Give the children teachers. People that are not here, let them hear it. Because this, our people come to church and they become religious and they miss the facts. It is the righteous. All the blessings of the Bible, they are tied to the righteous. So you must qualify to be called the righteous. You have to say to yourself, I am righteous. Then all the blessings now come to you. The righteous will flourish. Like a palm tree, it shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. It shall grow. The righteous grows. God has a plan for the righteous. God hears the prayer of them. Fast 25, please. Quickly, quickly, quickly. This is very, very important. Maybe I will, I will try to summarize the remaining two. Verse 25. Psalm, what now? 37, verse 25. Psalm 27, verse 25. Okay. 
I have been young, now I am old. Yet, I have not seen the righteous forsaken. You will never be forsaken. Are you saying me very well? Turn to your neighbor say, God knows my name. He will take care of me. I am important to him. Because I am the righteous. I can never be stranded. Look at what he says. I have been young and now I am old. Yet, I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendant. Do what? I can't hear you. Do what? Do what? You will not go to a situation where you are going to be begging people for what to eat. Come on, the righteous don't beg. They are rich. Righteous don't. The righteous always have something to do. They are not helpless people. You know, anytime I say a Christian that is poor, or a pastor that is poor. I always say, these people don't know things. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. There is more than enough provision for the righteous and the Bible. Isaiah 3 says, is it 10? Say to the righteous, he shall be well with him. What will he do? He will eat the fruit of his doings. When he walk, I will give him profit. That's what God says. How can somebody change what God has said concerning the righteous? No, nobody can change it. Nobody can change it. Say to the righteous, it is well with him. And he will hear the fruit of his labor. He will not labor in vain. That's what God says. So that means the righteous will have work. The righteous will have what to do. And the righteous will always have food to eat. God is good. He will always bless the righteous. I've been young, now I'm old. Yet I've not seen the righteous doing what? Forsaking, nor what? Nor is he doing what? Say, I will not beg for bread. God will take care of me. Are you still annoyed with yourself? Say, God will take care of me. Okay, Isaiah chapter 3 verse 10. I want to note it so that you don't say I'm jobless. I don't know what to do. Say ye to the righteous that shall be well with him. Don't worry, I'm okay. Say ye to the righteous that shall be well with him for they shall eat the fruit of their labor. Raise your hands so you say, I'm righteous. I always have work to do. I can never be jobless. I will hear the fruit of my hand in the name of Jesus. And I command by that prayer, may the Lord bless your work. May the Lord bless your doings. You are not saying me very well. Though. Okay, may the Lord bless your also. <laughs> Godly hustle in Jesus' name. Come on, this is what he says. The righteous man is always having job and he's always having food. He's not depending upon his uncle. And he's not a beggar in town. That's why the righteous are very bold. And when you see a bold righteous man, sometimes you feel that he's proud. He's not proud. He's blessed. He's what? He's bl- a righteous man is blessed. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow. He is blessed. He is blessed. A righteous man is not a beggar. So all those who that beg around saying that I'm a pastor, I'm stranded, they are not. They don't know their status in Christ. A righteous man has no reason to beg. God has more than one million ways to bless a righteous man. Oh, oh yeah. Psalm, Psalm chapter 92 verse 12. Psalm 92 verse 12. I want you to catch this area of being righteous by faith so that you can know that you have provision in Christ. Are we there? The righteous shall flood. Okay, another one. Psalm what now? Psalm 112 verse 4. Psalm 97 verse 11. 
Psalm 118, verse 15. Where are we now? Psalm 118, now? 118. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tent of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does violence. The righteous man will always celebrate. No sorrow in his house. There will be no sorrow in your house. Yes. You are not even saying me very well. Yes. This is celebration season. No sorrow in your house. Yes. You will enjoy your Christmas chicken. Yes. And Nigeria jollof rice. A righteous man does celebration all the time, and there's nothing the devil can do about it. Thou preparest a table before me in presence of my enemy. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Witches and wizards paralyzed. Helpless. Helplessly helpless. Witches and wizards. Helplessly helpless. You are rejoicing, and there's nothing they can do. Okay, where are we now? Psalm 112 verse 4 Psalm 97 verse 11 Talking about the blessing that come with the righteous I'm giving you all this so that you can use it to pray For the righteous There arises light in darkness Wherever is dark in your area Begin to see light right now No, it's getting sweeter now So if you are taking yourself out of being righteous now You know you are taking yourself into darkness For a righteous man there arises light. Light is shone for the righteous. Light will always shone for the righteous. And the gladness, gladness of the upright in the heart. There will be light and gladness for the upright. That's why I'm always happy. I'm always smiling. I'm always rejoicing. I'm always happy. There's always joy and light in the heart of the righteous. Can you see that? There's always light and joy in the heart of the righteous. Psalm what again now? Psalm 112 verse 4. Is that Psalm 112 verse 4? Okay, Proverbs 11, 4, 6, and 19. And maybe we go Proverbs 12, 21, 28. Where are we now? Psalm what? Psalm 112 verse 4. Psalm 112 verse 4. Uh, okay. Unto the upright there shall, there shall arise light in darkness is gracious and full full of compassion and righteous. There will always be light for you in Jesus' name. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 4 verse 6 verse 19. Proverbs 12 21 28. We are talking about being righteous. Giving us a shield of protection and helping us to win our battles. Winning the battles of life by wearing the rope of righteousness is number one. Okay, where are we? Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness will deliver from death. Righteousness, consciousness will bring protection from death. You will not die prematurely. Are you righteous? Aha, it's coming out now. Are you blessed? Do you have the righteousness of Christ upon you? Say, I am clothed with the righteousness of Christ. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Say, I wear bulletproof of the righteousness of Christ. I am covered in the name of Jesus. Say the loudest, amen. amen. The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. Righteousness deliver. Okay? Please, what I'm preaching is not too high for you. All of you can understand what I'm saying. You must have righteousness, consciousness, and wear it as a rope 
for your deliverance. Verse 9 again. Verse 19. Verse 19. Proverbs 11 verse 19. Quickly, quickly. Proverbs 11 verse 19. Very fast. Okay. As righteousness tended to life, righteousness lead to life. So evil pursue evil. Pursue death. <laughs> righteousness lead to what? Righteousness lead to what? When you are conscious of righteousness, you see your children, children. That's just it. Because righteousness produces life into your cell, into your system. Righteousness. Righteousness, consciousness. Produces life. Stop blaming yourself because the more you blame yourself, condemn yourself, beyond that ministry of condemnation, the more your cells, the cells of your body are dying. And before you know, you begin to look old, you look pale. Before you know, things will begin to go and go and go and go. My friend, Victor, told me a story. He said there was a pastor that said God revealed to him that he's going to die at the age of 40. He said God told him that he's going to die at the age of 40. And he, he, he did that in error. It was actually the devil that wanted to kill him. At the age of, he said God told him that he's going to die. So he announced it. Thinking that he'd be a big prophet by announcing his death. <laughs> no, there's some people. They are not wise. So he said, when he clocked that 40, anytime he goes to the bedroom to bath, dust will just be coming out of his body. Like small, small sand out of his body. He thought it was a small thing that maybe the water was not good. So he watched the water very well. So after some time, he got to the hospital. They said, there's nothing wrong with you. He said, he now has the law. He said, you say you want to die. I'm turning you to dust. Small, small. So that you begin to feel that you are dying. He said, but, you, but God, you told me that I'm going to die at the age of four. God said, I didn't tell you. Now the devil told you. What will I kill you? What are you coming to heaven to do? You want to leave your wife and children and die. You want to kill yourself. He said, God, I'm not dying again, no. I'm not dying at the age of 40. I'm not dying. He started prophesying life into his body and that symptom disappeared. When you prophesy evil to yourself, you attract demon that will bring you to pass. Not God. You attract demon. Righteousness leads to life. May you live a long life. A prosperous life. And a good life. A life that is full of joy. By the righteousness of Christ. As you are believing my word, enjoy it in the name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21, verse 21 and verse 28. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21 28. Somebody some years back, I can never forget, died. And uh, I was discussing with somebody. And he said, ah, you couldn't quit anybody, you couldn't quit anybody. You know, when he said it, I was hot in my spirit. I said, no, I'm not going to die anyhow. I quickly rejected that confession. Quickly rejected it. No, I'm not going to die. You know some people, to justify mysteries, they now tag themselves with evil. I said, no. The righteous will grow. I was young, very young. I said, I will grow. Grow. Grow hold. The same man that said it, if I could knock him in Lagos, no doctor to attend to him, and he died. She was who can kill anybody. So you die anyhow. Me, I will not die anyhow. God is not interested in the death of the righteous. 
I will not die prematurely. I say I have a lot to do here. If Christ tarry, I will see my children's children in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you hearing me now? If your mouth prophesy it, so shall it be for you. Say I will live long. Because I'm wearing the robe of righteousness. Proverbs 12, 21 and 28. No trouble will overtake. No grave trouble. No evil. Another one says no evil. We before, look at it. No evil will happen to the righteous. But the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Raise your hands to heaven. This season, no evil will happen to me. I don't know about you, but for me, I will do celebration. I will do rejoicing. No accident, no disaster on my way, on my children's way. No evil will happen. In the name of Jesus. Look at it again, verse 28. In the way of the right, in the way of righteousness is life, and his pathway, there is no death. There shall be no death in your camp. Amen. Are you saying amen very well? Amen. Turn to your neighbor, proceed to them, say, In your way, there will be no death. I see life on your way. I see blessing on your way. God will preserve you. Because in the way of the righteousness, there is no death. No death in your way. I prophesy to all of you in the name of the Lord, nobody will experience accident. No death on your way. The Lord will bless your going out and he will bless your coming in. When you are going out, you will sing hallelujah. When you are coming back, you will sing hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Come on. God gave me this verse so many years ago. A pastor came to where I was serving my car in the and he said, Is this car you, 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 you drove from Mokumansho to this place? I said, Yes. See, this is how the devil kill young pastors. So look at all your tires. Look at the Atokumbo. And I became afraid. And I got back home and God opened this scripture to me. He said, No evil will happen to the righteous, for there is no death in the way of the righteous. He said, No accident on my way. Traveling back. Peace in the name of Jesus. And I'll be preserved. Because of righteousness, consciousness. You will not die cheaply in Jesus' name. Okay. Number two thing that guarantee victory is ownership mentality. Esther chapter 5 verse 3. The king said to Esther, ask anything that you want to the half of my kingdom. We are joint heirs. Ask what you want. Don't stop saying as if uh, you are not a stakeholders. Ask. When Jesus came, he introduced God to us as a father. Who is God to you? 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 Let me ask your neighbor, who is God to you? That's how I've told you. All this is all on 1930. They are good song go. When will you mention God as your own? Eh? I know they are too bad. They are good to dance with. But the words, they remove the blessing. Please call alone. We must. If you don't, all this, all this, I, God does not have a grandchild. Because if you are a grandchild, you are not eligible to inheritance. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are co-owners. So that's why we win in battle. 
We win because we are not strangers. Stop seeing God as God of other people. See God as your God. Come on. See God as your God. Form your song. Without thinking, please sit down. Form your own. Form your own that is based on revelation of who you are in Christ. Not a song that somebody wrote when he was half sleeping, half alive. And he was not thinking about the word of God. He was just thinking about what he got to my And because he's sweet, you start singing it. Think about the words of the song when you are worshiping. I've been telling you, think about the words very well. You must have ownership mentality. Because in Psalm 16, verse 6 says, lines are falling upon you in pleasant places. And you have what? A goodly inheritance. Second Kings chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. When you are a stakeholder, if there is a problem, you fix it. They say, this land is pleasant, but the water is bad. Man of God, fix the water. And he fixed the water. And the water was blessed. That's what it means to be a, to be a stakeholder. What was it means to be a co-owner? You fix what is wrong. You don't complain. That's how to fight battle. Do you know that I, I was listening I was listening to a woman of God by name uh, Mrs. Becky Eneche about marriage. Sit down. And she was saying that anytime she preaches on marriage she's always feeling that one marriage is successful is because of women. That most marriages that are not doing well, it is the woman that's at fault. And anytime she finishes preaching, the husband will say, You are wrong. It is the man that is the driver of the home. When marriage is successful, it is the man that is working to make it work. So anytime a husband has a microphone to preach on marriage, it will be hard on the men. And she was confused. Because anytime she's reading her Bible, she always feels it's the woman that is the home builder, it's the woman that makes the home perfect, it's the woman that is doing well. She said, She now went to the Lord. I said, God, tell me who is responsible to make the marriage work. It is the man, as my husband preached, or the woman. And the Lord told her, He said, Both of you are right. He said, Your marriage is working because your husband is hard on himself, he's responsible. He has come to me several times. If this marriage works, it's because I am working. If this marriage refuses to work, it's because I fail. God, I will not fail you. Say, that is how your husband prayed to me. You are also hard on yourself. You are always telling me, if this marriage works, it's because I'm responsible. If this marriage fails, it's because I'm irresponsible. He said, that's why your marriage is good. That any marriage that will be good, both of them must be joint owners. He must be responsible. I agree with her. Because in my secret moments, I always take responsibility for things that happen in the house. In my wife's secret moments, he always takes responsibility as a woman. When you have people with responsibility mindset towards the home, marriage work. That's what made marriage work. You are having ownership mentality. I am in charge here. If things fail, I'm to be blamed. Then things will not fail. But if you are saying, are you a man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Nobody will be a man. 
everybody turn to a woman because nobody wants to take responsibility. That's what makes marriage to work. Ownership means mindset. I am in charge of this boss. This boss must not capsize. There must not be any evil. Then, as you are having that ownership mindset, every trouble that is coming, you chase it away. The woman is also having ownership mindset. I am a builder of the home. I am in charge. If anything goes wrong, I am at fault. Before you know what is happening, the home will be stable. Because both couples, they are responsible and they are having ownership mentality. The only reason why things are falling apart is because nobody is responsible for anything. That's why things fall apart. Watch every great family. Watch every great businesses. Watch every great home. Somebody is having ownership mentality and is driving it well. That's why things goes well. When you leave things that you should do for other people, and you don't behave like a stakeholder in anything, the thing begins to fall down. And nobody is picking it. To win the battles of life, you must brace up. And know that if things go wrong, you are at fault. So say, no, under my watch, nothing will go wrong. And you now discover, once you have that mentality, things begin to go right. Things begin to go right. Look at it again. First Peter chapter 3 verse 9 says, We are being called to inherit the blessing. Put on Romans chapter 8, verse 15 to 17. Quickly, Romans chapter 8, verses 15 to 17. We are talking about having an ownership mindset. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery or bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. By whom we cry out, Habba, Father. Verse 16, we are going to 17. The Spirit Himself bear witness with our spirit that we are what? Children of God. What comes when we are children of God? Verse 17. If children, then hears, hears of God and joint hears with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also reign together with him. Ownership mentality is what guarantee victory. So many people come to church without ownership mindset. They don't feel that they are part of the kingdom. You are not doing evangelism. You are not doing follow-up. You are not helping anybody. You just come in and go. You don't feel that this house belongs to you. Don't feel it. And once you don't feel it, things go wrong. And you are not looking for a house to run to. Luke chapter 11 verse 11 to 13. If you men being evil know how to give gifts to their children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to his own children? That means if you are part of God's family, he will always give you good things. You will not lack any good things in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 12 verse 30 to 32. Oh, I think I have to run. I will not be to mention the next one. Okay, Luke chapter 12 verse 30 to 32. And maybe we'll go to Luke chapter 15. And we now see how to use ownership mindset to win the battle of life. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you need these things. Make God your father. Be conscious of him as being your father. 
But seek the kingdom of God and his and all these things shall be added to you. Okay, I will round up after this. I will, I will postpone the other point to the next service. Look at what Luke chapter 15 is all about. From verse 15 from verse 12 to verse 31. Verse 12, verse 17, verse 18, verse 28, verse 29. Okay, verse 12, verse 17, verse 18, verse 20, verse 21, verse 22, verse 27, verse 28, verse 29, verse 31. What is the common word? Father, 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 Father. Anytime you call Father, you are saying, Lord, I am part of you. Bad thing cannot happen to me. The greatest name in the New Testament is Father. Lord, I'm part of this family. You are my Father. If you are my Father, no evil must befall me. Let's go to verse 12. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me the property that belongs to me. When he has lost everything in my father's house, there are so many people that have bread to eat and to spare. Verse 17. I will go to the father and say to him, he's always having that God being his father. God being his father. And when he got to his father, father, I have sinned against you and against that. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me this. The father said, clothe him. The other the brother came and said, Father, I've been working for you all this while. You never gave me anything. Father said, all that I have are yours. Everything I have belongs to you. All things are yours. If I am your father, what I have belongs to you. Every authority of Christ belongs to you. Every authority of Christ belongs to you. You can command demon to go and they will go. You can command sickness to go and sickness will go. You have authority. You have power to make a decree. You are joint ears. Esther approached the throne of the king with a royal robe. And the king said, I'll give you half of the kingdom. And Esther said, This is what I want. Let a man come. Let a man come. And at the end of it all, Esther got victory over Amman. But that is not all. The king gave Mordecai the ring of authority that Haman was wearing and gave Esther all her houses, all his houses, and asked them to make a decree whatever they want. When you are stakeholders, you make a decree and your decree will stand. Every decree you make this afternoon is I stand. So we are not saying amen. Whatever you banned in this earth right now, it shall be banded in heaven. Whatever you set loose with your mouth right now, it shall be set loose in heaven. Why? You are co-owners, joint ears with Christ. Rest upon your feet. Rest upon your feet. Rest upon your feet. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I put on my royal rope. I put on my rope of righteousness. No arrow form against me shall prosper. Whatever I lay my hand upon, we succeed. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed 
I am favored. The Lord will bless the righteous and will surround him with favor like a sheet. I am a righteous person. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. I will grow. I will not be stagnated in the mighty name of Jesus. Nobody can frustrate me. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. He shall hear the fruit of his doing. I will not die prematurely. I will be established in righteousness and I will be far from terror. I will be far from fear. Fear will not come near me. No if will happen to the righteous. No disaster will happen to me. There will be rejoicing, celebration in the tabernacle of the righteous. This is my season of celebration. My time of favor has come. My time of dancing is here. In the mighty name of Jesus, my prayer are effective. Because I am righteous in Christ, I cannot be frustrated. In the mighty name of Jesus, I'll be far from terror. No terror will come near me. In the name of Jesus, I wear the rope of righteousness. I deliver the oppressed from the mouth of the wicked. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, nobody will die in my camp nobody will die in my family because i am righteous for my sake my family is preserved my wife is preserved my children are preserved in the name of jesus everyone that is connected to me either by blood or by relationship because of my righteousness status in christ they are preserved in the name of jesus no if we happen suddenly to me this is my season of rejoicing it is my season of celebration it is my season of joy no evil will happen to the righteous no accident no disaster no calamity in the name of jesus in jesus mighty name we have prayed david was chased out of the throne and David prayed, say, Lord, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. And God did just that. I am always amazed with the efficacy of David's simple prayer. God did exact that for Ahithophel. Ahithophel committed suicide. David was delivered. Because the eyes of the Lord is upon the righteous and his ear are open to their cry. When you pray, God hears because you are righteous. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, turn the cancel of every arit of fear into foolishness. Hear my cry in the mighty name of Jesus. And bless me despite my enemies. Bless me despite the devil. Despite witches and wizards. Let me live as if they don't exist at all. Let my life be filled with joy. Celebration upon celebration. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies and my cup run over. This season, let my cup of joy run over, run over, run over, run over. Beyond my expectation, let my cup of joy run over. In the name of Jesus, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Some years back, I received a very strong conviction. Very heavy, strong, 
with audacity conviction that what I'm doing now is what God wants me to do. And every other thing is immaterial. That he wasn't speaking. And one of our guys there said, let's watch him and see how his life shall be. And I wrote it in my diary. Let us watch him. The part of the just is like a shining light. My wife was there. And I know when I said that to him back, oh my God. He never felt good about it. He said, watch me. Watch me. The part of the just is like a shining light that gets better and brighter until that perfect day. You will never go backward. They may be watching you, but they'll be watching you in glory. They will be monitoring you, but your monitoring will be from one level of glory to another glory. Anybody that is watching you, you're down for we watch in Your life will move from one level of glory to another glory. Because the highs of the law is upon the life of the righteous. The righteous will continue to grow like cedar of Lebanon. I can authoritatively tell you today, we are better than what we had. 2015. Things that scare us then, they don't scare us at all now. Don't scare us at all. By reason of God's grace, where is taking us to? By where is taking us to? Raise your hands to heaven. Say, because I wear the rope of righteousness, my life is constantly moving from glory to glory. I will never go back. I want to say it with audacity. Don't be afraid of what the enemy will say. My life is getting better. Aya better stronger the righteous are getting stronger my life is getting stronger i am getting better i am getting richer i am getting heavier god is constantly helping me to move forward far far better and better in the name of jesus i'm not frustrated i am getting higher i am getting stronger he said the righteous are getting stronger every day I am getting stronger and getting better in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You know, we are praying the prayer of the righteous. Job says, the righteous are getting stronger every day. In your finances, get stronger. In your head, get better. In your family life, get better. Your children, they are doing better. In the mighty name of Jesus. Everything is getting better. For the Lord is on the throne. Things are getting better for you. Because we are wearing the robe of righteousness. You will never go down. Raise your hands to heaven. I will never go down. God delight in me. My life is getting higher. My life is getting better. I am not frustrated. I'm getting blessed. Life is getting better for me. I am getting blessed. I am moving higher. In the name of Jesus. I am moving higher. 
I am moving higher. In Jesus name we have prayed. Whatever you are facing right now that look like a challenge. I speak under the authority of the almighty God. It will turn to you for a testimony. I prophesy again. Your current situation, no matter how hard it may be, it will turn for a testimony. Your financial predicament, you are looking for where to get money, it will turn for a testimony. Your abandoned project will turn for a testimony. That shop will turn for a testimony. Where people have mocked you, it will turn for a testimony. The Bible says, do not say, Luke chapter 21 verse 15. What will I answer? He said at that time, what you will say will be given to you. He said the Lord will give you a mouth and a wisdom nobody will be able to resist. Open your eyes and look at me. You are facing something and you are saying, what should I do now? How do I get out of this trouble? The Lord said, don't worry. He said, at that same hour, what you will say, what you will do will be given to you. He said, I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversary will not be able to contradict or resist. That's what I'm talking about this morning. That's how to win the battle. This is the hour to fight your battle. A lot of you, you come to church with trouble. You have a particular problem that is bothering you. You come, it's in your heart, it's in your back, it's in your luggage. When you leave the church, you carry it back home and you begin to dismantle it. That's not what to do in church. When you come to church with your trouble, you open the trouble before the Lord and you are telling the Lord, Lord, this problem must be set to this Sunday. Uh -uh. If it's your God now, you table it before the Lord. Esther said, let us do feasting first. They did feasting. He said, let's do feasting again. They did feasting. He now said, Esther, tell me your request. He said, this Aman. He said, Aman, you are done. Gone forever. The Bible said, the king left his wine in the midst of service and was very furious. And he said, hang a man on the gallows. That's how Esther we said to the problem. You don't carry problem to God and carry it back home. Don't carry problem to God. It does not matter how tiny, how big the problem is. If it matters to you, it matters to God. Hello? Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I'm wearing the rope of righteousness. This affliction must stop. I decree and declare no more lack in my family. This Christmas will be different. In the mighty name of Jesus. Say to the righteous, it shall be well with him. He shall hear the fruit of his labor. I will have work to do and I will have food to eat. I will always have an assignment. I will always be occupied. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will be blessed and mighty in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Raise your hands to heaven. Raise it to heaven. How many of you actually want to be busy? You want to be busy. You want to be busy. You want to have activity. Economic activity. I pray the Lord bless this and with economic activity. More than what you can do. 
more than what you can handle. To the extent there will be employers of labor. Have economic activity. Have abundant blessing. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy a complete turnaround. That we affect everybody around you for good in the name of Jesus. You will no longer be limited. In the name of Jesus. Say amen three times. Listen, listen. God has a way of challenging me. I told you, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not an ordinary person. I'm a unique person. I went to our tailor. He want you to introduce me to. And I wanted to be going. They say, Augusta, can I follow you to the main road? I said, sorry, I don't take stranger. Not even in the night. Ah, the woman now came to me and said, sir, please carry him. He's one of the worker of Kasim. Carry him. So I carry him. I said, when do you close? He said, around this time, I could close late. I said, how many of you that are working in that place? He said, ah, apart from people that are learning, we are more than 10. I said, you are more than 10? He said, yes. He said, how do you get paid? He said, we get paid every week based on what we do. I said, how much do you get paid for a week? He said, minimum of 45,000 naira. I said, in a tailor shop, I say, ah, oh, guys, not a tailor shop. It's a factory. Wow. I say, wow, it's not a tailor shop. Oh. It's a factory. Then he smiled and looked at me. He said, we take order from abroad. There's always business for us in that place. We are employed as if we are employed in a company. I calculated 45 times 4. That's 180,000 times 10. Times 10. Hmm? One point a month that is paying in commission. That's not talk about the secretary. That's not talk about other people that are doing one thing or the other or people that are learning. And I'm not talking about Lagos. I'm talking here. Here. In Oshobo here. In Oshobo here. Under you, people will be blessed. Amen. They will build houses. Amen. Buy car. Amen. They will do well. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Raise your hands to heaven. Let's pray the prayer of the righteous. The Bible says the righteous, they are blessed. That whatever they lay their hand upon, we prosper. I was challenged when I hear that. Whatever I lay my I don't care how small your job is. Even if it is just an ordinary shop, you will prosper in it. In the name of Jesus. Raise your hands to heaven and pray, Lord. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Whatever I lay my hand upon, I cannot suffer. The Bible says, Whatever he does, Psalm chapter 1, verse 3 shall prosper. I will prosper in the work of my hand. The righteous shall prosper in the work of his hand. In the name of Jesus. The little that you are doing, no matter how little, I want to decree and declare in this land, I'm going to prosper. In the name of Jesus. Not that you are struggling. No more, you are not praying. No. That your little shop, Lord, turn it to a company, to a factory, to a business, to an institution. 
to something big you remember you prayed this prayer one day if you are praying the prayer pray it well turn it lord to a company turn it lord to a factory turn it lord to an international business in the name of jesus i am praying for myself if you are not praying for yourself then you don't have what you are doing if you have what you are doing you can pray and say lord lord bless me so that i can be a blessing bless the work of my heart in a big way in the name of jesus bless the little thing that i'm doing and bless it mightily in the name of jesus let me be a channel of blessing to other people in jesus mighty name we have prayer and so shall it be in the name of jesus over every trouble every trial every challenge come back with a testimony this week is loaded for you with a testimony as you go out with the rope of righteousness you come back singing the song of victory in the name of jesus are you saying amen very well i prophesy you will not be defeated you are not saying amen very well none of us here will be a casualty on okada god will take care of you in your faith god will take care of you in danger zone god will take care of you on high tension god will take care of you wherever you go to the eyes of the lord be upon you in every darkness light will shine unto you you will not be frustrated so shall it be in jesus mighty name we have prayed Hallelujah. Yeah.